Hello, folks, and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. My name is Gavril, and these are my co-hosts, Chris and Kevin. We're going to spend the next hour, give or take, helping you improve as a player in the world of Warcraft. During this show, we'll be taking, we'll be talking about news and highlights from the community, what we've been up to this past week, and a weekly challenge that sometimes it really isn't a challenge. This week's challenge, though, is tier gear. Where does it come from? What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Uh, with that, we're going to jump right into this show. Uh, Kevin, Chris, how are we doing this week, gentlemen? Groovy. That is absolutely fantastic to hear, guys. Uh, fantastic. So, uh, Kevin, what have you been up to in this past week? I know you're finally back from your trip. It's uh, good to see you back in the game. Thank What's you. Not? Thank you. It's it's good to be back and try to play with you guys. And then you say that you're playing on your priests and avoiding me. So thank you for that. Um, this uh, week, what we do. <laughs> this week, I actually got back into the Nighthold. Um I arrived at my guild seeing that they had just did their Gul'dan run and they had started on Heroic. I think they were 2 out of 10 Heroic. Um, so when I jumped in, we went through the normal run in Heroic and got all the way to Gul'dan the first night. And then the second night, almost no one showed up. We struggled to get 10 people in and we got through Gul'dan and 3 out of the 10 bosses on Heroic. So actually, um, it was good to good to kind of progress and get a little bit further in Nighthold Heroic with the guild, so that was fun. Now, um, are you all are you all getting like cock blocked pretty heavily at three ten? Like after you've gone through the three ten, are you starting to have some trouble with the bosses? Uh, I I don't know. I think that some of the people in the guild were saying that we we may hit a wall with DPS, depending on if we can get the people to pull the numbers and actually get people to log in to play. Um, some of the later bosses I hear are just a little bit more. Uh, DPS intensive. Well, I know Chris and I actually talked about that a little bit last yeah. week. Um, it, it seems like three ten is kind of a hard, a hard wall that you're hitting. Um, and I know a lot of people have been talking about recently um, how Nighthold is tuned around a fully leveled artifact weapon. Um, and Blizzard's actually admitted that it's that like Mythic Gul'dan tuned around a full artifact weapon. So it's understandable that you're hitting a, a wall. I mean, it's, uh, well, we just ran out of time this past time. I mean, I think we may be able to go further if we can get through the earlier content faster. Okay. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. What else have you been up to this week? Uh, I noticed that there was a world quest event. So I went ahead and did that. Um, all of my world quests, including the table or the, yeah, the table quests that I had gotten while I was away, I had gotten a few of those rare quest thingies. I did all that shit and didn't get any new gear upgrades from that. So I was kind of bummed. Um, and I finally got into complete my quest from Karazhan. So I think those were sitting since Karazhan opened. Um, I got most of those done except one of them and got like an 855. And I was like, wow, I'm glad I waited, you know, three months to do this quest or whatever. So that wasn't cool. <clears throat> And then I also um, was looking into overclocking my video card for WoW to get a few more uh, FPS out of that and wasn't successful, but I won't go into the details here. So as that's long as, as long as it's not a smoking pile of plastic and components, <laughs> you did good. It's more uh -huh. of the shitty EVA utilities that you use to overclock that weren't working. So yeah, MSI Afterburner is really good in a lot of ways if you're doing if you're just doing it based on utility. But uh, that's a completely different topic for a completely different podcast. Yeah, uh, Chris, how are we, my friend? Hi. What's um, up? What is up? What's been going on? 
Uh, like Kevin jumped into the night hold, um, did the normal clear straight up to Gul'dan, him dead. Next night we jumped in. We actually did get some another progression down, so we're four out of ten on heroic. Hey, congratulations! Who did kill. you go through for the fourth kill? Spellblade. Romog. No, God no, good lord no. Spellblade's a pain in the ass. Spellblade's an asshole. Avoid her at all cost. Uh, we went and we did uh, Cromog, Cromog, or whatever his name is, the big guy in the water on the bridge. Croesus. Croesus, something like yeah. that. I know, I know it starts with a K. Uh, and then we started doing some progression on Star Augur on Heroic, which that fight is my favorite fight as a tank. It really is. I love that fight. Because you actually have to do things as a tank. You have to clear the crap off the ground. There's mechanics for you. It's brilliant. Holy crap. It's my favorite fight as a tank, so I loved progressing through that fight. We got him... We got him through the first phase, no problem. The fail phase, we had a little snag because we had to pug a healer because one of our healers... Like, he had a party, someone spilt wine all down of his keyboard while it was plugged in. It short circuited. he doesn't have a keyboard. So we had to pug a healer. Wasn't great. Um, But, it, you know, we, we, we got him through the fell phase-ish, and we, yeah, because the fell phase did not go too well, we did get further than that. But, yeah, we're progressing there. Once we get our healer sorted out, we'll get more, more kills, and it'll be a lot of fun. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, what else have I done? I capped out my Demon Hunter and my Priest on my US account. Uh, so I've just been gearing them, getting them some more uh, relics, because those are the worst things to try and get. Relics. Good relics. Especially no, as a Holy in- Priest, because you need two Holy Ones. Well, it's the same as, like, like oh god, what is it? Uh, Rat, I think. No. Yeah, all the healers use two like life relics or two holy relics, and it's really a pain in yeah. the ass. Well, the good thing is about my demon is he's ven- she's vengeance, so she only needs she needs an arcane, an iron, and a fail, so I can get three different ones for that one. Yeah, well, you can go to hell. Um, no, my the annoying part, I the annoying part is like finishing up your order hall, yep. initial stage, so you can get that third relic slot. Yep, that's, that's the annoying part. That's the annoying part. I have under I have a relic sitting there ready to go for that slot, but I don't have anything to put. I don't have a slot to put into. It's frustrating. Um, playing Heroes of the Storm. Uh, nope, of course. Still, of course. Barreling through. I did for Azeroth on both my US and my European account. Uh, and seeing a metric crap to Alessio, I did place on my European account before the rank season ticks over. So I got Platinum 1. So I'm a little disappointed. I usually get into the, the high diamonds, so I'm a little disappointed that I placed Platinum, but whatever. Uh... And playing some Overwatch, have got a few more placement games to do in Overwatch rank, but then I'll barrel through those at some point this weekend. Okay, all right. It sounds sounds like you both have had like really full and fulfilling weeks. That, that yeah. warms my heart. It warms my heart and makes me feel good. Mostly because my week was absolutely just nothing. Um, I uh, as I like I mentioned last week, I got my uh, priest up, and you know I made I made that really 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 confident statement that you know I'd be ready. I'd I'd have him geared up for a uh, LFR by Sunday. No, I just hit him eight fifteen last night. Um, 
and that's partially because I had a legend. I got a legendary, so I still have a lot of gear that I'm waiting for, um, just to like get me up. Um, I got him up to 815. He has a legendary, and it's sadly one of those new trinket legendaries that came out. That's actually uh, one thing I'll it? say. If you notice, the legendaries, the first one since maybe seven one five came out, they've been first legendaries have been dropping like candy on all your tunes. Well, remember like, the first and the second one has one already. Well, the first and the second one have the highest chance to drop, and then it like progressively gets worse after that. It doesn't progressively no. get worse. Uh, first, uh, first, and second, and third progressively get worse, but then after the, uh, anything after the That's third right. is right. It's the, the other way around. That's the right. exact same yeah, yeah. I always get those two flipped. So um, what it's legendary? A, a breath of kill Jadine or something like that. Kill, it's a, breath of kill Jaden. I want to say that's it. I don't remember exactly. Um, it gives you it's like mastery haste and crit i think uh int int mastery haste and crit and i think it uh the effect is is uh it's an on use with a one minute and 15 second cooldown and it does a critical aoe attack for like 700 to 900k i think in an area decent pop in an area yeah nice (laughs) that's a decent pop for pulling i mean for mythic plus it'll be fantastic if i go shadow which is sad because Shadow's not really all that great in Mythic Plus. No, it's not because things die too quick. Yeah, um, you're great on bosses. Amazing on bosses. Amazing on bosses. Yes, but uh, it's just not so good for like the pulling the trash and everything. But it's a really quick cooldown. It's a really really short cooldown. Well, that should help you with the trash then, right? But the thing is, it's still it's a, the Shadow is still just not that effective at yeah being an AOE clearer. I mean, yes the change to shadow word pain and mindfully how those work how that interaction works now makes it easier but it's still it's still a lot of multi-dotting and a lot of pain in the butt um so i'll I'll, I'll, once i get up a little bit more i'll start looking into like the mythics and the uh, mythic pluses and everything like that and seeing how it works and seeing how shadow does if not i'm just going to go back to healing more than likely Um, all three of us will be holy priests Yep, regrettably. Um, my main will always be Shadow. It'll always be Shadow. That's that main will always be my Demon Hunter. Well, well, for Priest, my main will always be Shadow. Um, besides that, this week, um, cleaning up Season 9 and Diablo 3, um, I got my stash space, so I'm, I'm considering going and doing the final, the final challenge run for season nine i don't know if i'm going to um that ends the 17th of this month actually so i'm kind of trying to decide on that one <laughs> yeah you'll need to uh, tell me when the next season takes over because i actually want to set that and play it because i did have a lot of fun when we were doing stuff yeah yeah definitely um i'm mourning the hell out of aggro shaman um i i actually loved aggro shaman i really did but uh even i admit that you know in some cases it was a little bit big they they did uh, quite a few <laughs> it was a little bit broken um I think the word the community overuses is oppressive. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, I understand why it's they not did the right context for that word. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not. Uh, but that's what that's what the Internet says. So um, I'm starting my placements on season four in Overwatch, and I'm face palming very hard over the pro hero for heroes. I'm excited for him. Probius I am not excited. For, I am not excited for Probius. I am not at all. Not at all. What are your concerns about it? Um, thematically, it's just it's it's mostly a thematic thing. 
it's like I'm looking at it and I'm just like, oh, goody, it's Abathur again, where, you know, it's it's a passively played. And, no, and I know Abathur is not a passive character, but uh, it, it's it's a passively played character. Do you think it's going to be like Gazlo? Gazlo is really not passive in the slightest. No, he's very uh, aggressive. Gazlo is very, very aggressive. He is more like... Um, Mm. I think of the hero from like... what he's really not like any hero. Um, I'm thinking he's he's probably going to be a support, maybe a specialist, maybe a hybrid support specialist is my guess. Another um, sure. I'm getting now, My guess is going to be hybrid support specialist. Very likely the pylons are going to be some sort of like buffing field or it'll you'll have a choice. They seem to love doing those multi class heroes right now. Um. I'm guessing the pylons are going to be some sort of like area denial or area buff effect. Um, you've obviously seen cannons warped in. There should be uh, some kind of a buff for the Protoss heroes. That would be amazing. Like Alarak. And then they're not going to do like uh, game specific buffs. No, um, they're not going to because that would, that would make that would the destroy Protoss the meta. heroes. That would destroy the whole yeah. freaking meta. It would, yeah, but which it would is cool. already barely exists. Yeah, um, that's really about it for this week for me, uh, Kevin. I know we have some events up this week. Uh, since you've just yep. come back, why don't you go ahead and tell our uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, listeners about them? Sure. So this week we are closing out the World Quest event. Uh, like I mentioned, you have to do twenty World Quests in order to get a piece of gear. Um, I don't know what kind of gear it is. It's gear. Uh, no, I don't think it's, it's not gear. It's five K. Oh, that's right. Resources. Yeah. You have failed me I'm, already. I'm so this is the first random pieces of gear, but yeah, you're right. It's 5k order hall resources. This is the first assignment I've given you. I've already failed. I am disappointed in you. I know. I failed I'm the no, I expected this. Okay. So uh, Dark Moon Fair starts tomorrow, the 5th of March. So enjoy doing Dark Moon Fair. And that's pretty much it for the... Oh, uh, next week is Pandaren Time Walking. Uh, Chris, Ooh. why don't you give us a, a rundown? Pandaren Time Walkers. So, if you played during the Mists of Pandaria expansion, uh, you are very much aware of the dungeons that are available from that time period. All of those dungeons will be available during the Pandaria Time Walker event. Uh, so with the exception of the revamp dungeon, so you won't have the new Scarlet Monastery, you won't have the new Scholomans, but you will have Temple of the Jade Serpent, uh, Stormstart Brewery, uh, Mogashan Palace, all of those dungeons, they'll be available for uh, time walking. So for, if you're unaware what time walkers are, you scale down to the expansion's uh, stats, so you'll go back down to your Pandaria stats roughly. And you'll go through the dungeons as if it was Pandaria. The good thing about Time Walkers is that some of them actually are kind of difficult in the way that they've tuned them. Because some of the tuning is not the greatest in the world. So it is actually a little difficult. Hopefully this is the first time we've seen the Pandaria Time Walkers. So hopefully they don't feel like the Pandaria dungeons. Because they were god easy and they need to kind of give us a little bit more of a challenge with them. I'm hoping we're seeing a little bit more towards... The Cataclysm Time Walkers, which are a bit more difficult. Yeah, and we're also going to see, of course, this was the was the one where they really went balls to the wall on mechanics over difficulty. Yeah, uh, definitely. And the, the mechanics, dungeons completely the mechanics weren't mechanical. all that difficult, 
but it was the the first expansion where they really went, oh, hey, let's buff the hell out of the mechanics for this fight. Make it more interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's going to be interesting to see what we're going to deal with in there. Uh, yeah, and so how do you think that's going to work with the pugs? Because we know how great pugging LFRs is with uh, well, mechanics. You you could still do them back then. It's just yeah. going to be a day or two while the people who never played during Mists or the people who have forgotten how the dungeons work go, oh, why am I running away from this rabbit? Or why am I... Uh, Oh God! Uh, why am I? Uh, why? Why do I have to jump over these pools when this fish guy is firing at me or shooting me? Why can't I just stand in the water? Why do um, I have to jump on this giant spider's head to kill it rather than just killing it? Yeah. So we're gonna see some stuff like that. It's probably gonna be not that bad. Because um, of course, you know, everybody who has any sense has DBM or bigwigs installed, um, <laughs> and they do have time walking modules in there. To go over the mechanics from the old dungeons so no they don't you do have to install the old dbm yeah, if it's, if it's dbm modules. you're using if it's dead the boss mod you're using you have to make sure you have the old versions installed as well because when a new expansion comes out they take the previous expansion out of the base module and make it its own so for pandaria time walkers you need to make sure you have dbm pandaria installed mm, not so certain about that but uh uh, so it's uh, something we'll go over at another time where you can uh, privately shame me when I'm wrong uh, instead of publicly shaming me. Um, this in week... fairness, for Bigwigs, that's not the case. For Bigwigs, that is not the case. But for Deadly Boss Mods, is. And I know Deadly DBM's whole deal is, you know, being a light and efficient client. So maybe I can see that. Um, so uh, it, it's been a very quiet week again. Um, yes. Uh, we've gone through uh, some, I believe we've gone through raid testing and dungeon testing on, I believe they're actually in the middle of raid testing right now for 7.2, yes. and that's about it. They're raid testing 7.2, dungeon testing, I think it's still available to be tested, which we haven't done that yet, so we should do that at some point. We still haven't, We yeah, we definitely have to go in there and test that at some point. Um, yeah, it's it's been a really quiet week since... Um, since we did get those responses last week from uh, from Ian, from Watcher, um, and from uh, Lore, it's been fairly quiet on the Western Front, you know? Um, I think this been... is just the point where they're just building up, getting ready for 7-2. Yeah. Um, most of it's in there ready, available for testing. They're just polishing it out at this point now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's not a whole lot that we can actually talk about in the news. And that makes me sad. I love to talk about the news. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's really a dead air at this point. So why don't we go ahead and talk about this week's challenge, gentlemen, Kevin. So I, I know you, you being our least newbie. experienced, yeah. not newbie. I wasn't going to say it. You being our least experienced person. Um, I know you've had some questions about gearing and optimal um, not even not min maxing, but just like looking at the optimal gearing. I, I know you and Chris were talking a little bit about tier. Did you have any sort of questions about that to start off with? Yeah. So uh, this is my first tier raid. So going into Nighthold, this is the first time that actual tier gear has dropped for me, and I'm up to three out of four for my four set. So I, I think the first thing coming from Diablo is that tier gear is synonymous to set gear. And that's what I'm more familiar with, you know, being a Diablo player at heart. Um, and, you know, once I kind of understood that, then it was easy to understand, okay, well, now I have to get a certain amount of these items in order to 
um, <clears throat> get my set, and they have more pieces of gear than there are for the set bonus. So, um, you know, I think in Diablo, some of this was actually like a two piece. There would only be two pieces, and you'd have to put them both on to get the set bonus. But in what we have for Nighthold, there's a bit more than what you can actually equip or uh, to get the actual bonus. So, um, Chris was talking to me about, um, you know, what pieces I should select out of that set in order to get the correct, um, bonus. So, uh, Chris, what were your tips there? So the, the, the reason that, so the way it works is that there's a four set bonus on a tier item, uh, to get that bonus, you have four items that you need to equip. But there is actually six items in a set that you can you can get. So the the reason for this, and it's actually what Watcher was talking about during the Q and A, because there was a there, this question actually did come up as well. Um, because legendaries exist, and you've got like shoulder legendaries, helm legendaries, chest legendaries, they needed to add a bit more possibilities for your set so that you could still wear your legendaries because previously it was only five items for a set um but if you had say a cloak and shoulders that are both legendary no sorry a chest and shoulders that were both legendary you were only going to get three your set because you wouldn't want to replace the legendaries because the stat boost alone is just not worth it so adding that six item the cloak gives you a bit more leeway uh the best way to look at this for set for tier items is you want to look at what your best and slot legendaries are if you have those legendaries and what you would need to actually equip to get your four set while still keeping those legendaries on so for example my demon hunter my best and slot legendaries is the neck piece that gives me the shield and uh, a chest piece that gives me uh dramatic healing with my um what's it called emulation aura so i'm relatively okay here i can take anything else except the chest piece so i can take five items of my set with the chest piece but for some for someone say whose best in slots are shoulders and a chest piece they would have been a little screwed they would have only got three sets so they would take their cloak their helm their gloves, their legs, and then that's their four set. So that's the best way you want to look at it, to so make sure you can get your four set and still keep your legendaries on and also still get the best stats possible for your class. And that's always been an interesting thing because Blizzard has habitually made it so that uh, your tier set uh, might not have the most optimal sets of stats on them. I feel really bad for Warriors this expansion. They don't have any haste. It's all versatility, and Fury Warriors need nothing but haste. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't, because they're Warriors. Warriors so, yeah, are but, your hate straight to me. It's okay. Yeah, but my, the Warriors of my guild are so sad. Chris, <laughs> uh, well, it's, hmm? has, has tier gear always been this way, or is this new uh, as opposed to previous tiers? I'm going to let Chris give you the story of tier gear. Uh, The stats, no, the stats have always been this way. The stats have always been garbage on tier with some some notable exceptions in the past. Um, Blizzard has always chosen to itemize tier really funny. Um, And I think it's partially because how they look at it from a developmental standpoint, 
sometimes they don't know what crazy ass direction someone who's parsing, you know, top 100 world on a log is going to go. They might go, oh, I need to go with this stat weight versus this stat weight or this stat's absolutely garbage for me, despite the fact that, you know, it's a core rotational part of my mechanic. It also comes down to the fact that you need to bear in mind that when you get all four items, you are getting additional stuff. So they need to take into account stat weights on the actual item, adding that to the four sets. So say four of the items have really four of the items have really crappy stats, but two of them do, then you're gonna probably try and prioritize those two that have good stats. And you're still going to get that bonus, so it's not going to affect your DPS going down too much because of the stats plus the bonus. It all comes down to how they weigh in the stats. It's it's very similar to trinkets. Like there, are tr- if a trinket doesn't have an on proc or an activate effect on it, and it's just a pure stat stick, stat stick, it's going to have a lot more of those secondary stats on it than say something that's got uh, agility plus an on proc. Yeah, and that that goes into uh, item budget, which is uh, uh item budget. I, I, item budget has changed wildly <laughs> over the years, but it always seems like Blizzard takes yeah. the least least beneficial route for item budget. So everything that's on an item is has a value attached to it. An item goes up to a certain value generally. Um, so, say the uh, Arcano Crystal is a terrible example because that's way overvalued. That is way over budget. Um, Might of Croesus. Might of Croesus is a decent choice. Um, that's the strength trinket that drops off of Croesus. Um, and when you use it, it deals an AoE attack in front of you. Um, that's it. And it has no secondary stats, if I remember correctly. Does that sound great? Just Chris? strength. It's just strength. Yeah, it's just strength and the proc so it's say you have the 865 860 version of it okay so that 860 that 860 item level is divided evenly between the proc effect and the strength so the budget for that is divided into the strength the raw stat on it and the on proc effect so you look at it like that, but then you look at an item, let's say like Arcano Crystal, like I mentioned earlier. Arcano Crystal is so over budget; it is not even funny. They specifically they designed specifically it. said that is over budget. Like they well, put it in there just as a massive over budget statistic. What does that yes. one do? Uh, that as- gives you a shitload of all secondary stats. So it's haste, crit, mastery, and versatility. And that's the reason that it was the best in slot, mainly before the stat cha- the secondary stat changes in one seven five, seven seven one five. Sorry, um, that was the main reason that it was best in slot for pretty much every class because it was still, so over budget. It's still a very strong choice. Um, it's still best in slot for some classes. It's and even if it's not best in slot for you, if you have one, it is still worth it just to throw it on because of how much extra budget you have associated with the item. Um, it's like um, it's like a ret weapon, ret relics. Okay, and I've mentioned this before. The way you want to run ret relics is avenging wrath. Hmm? Every single one of your relics should be an avenging wrath relic. The budget effectively increases because it uses a because it gives avenging wrath bonus, so it becomes a stronger, more 
more powerful piece compared to say so say you've got an 845 version that gives you avenging wrath that 845 avenging wrath is still going to be better than say an 855 and in some cases even an 860 just because, because they don't get avenging wrath yes just because the item budget for it is so much more it is so much increased versus having a you know whatever whatever it is a divine shield um Blessing of Protection has a lower cooldown or whatever. Um, so budget is a really interesting fact. Re- budget is a really interesting facet of how it works. It is, it's, it's fascinating if you get down into it and you try to discover why this item is budgeted this way. They may have gone in the, they may have gone in the last tier and gone, oh, well, you know, we didn't really have this specific class you know is using this stat weight um they didn't really have any strong attractive options so we're gonna we're gonna over budget this one a little bit because it's got a really interesting effect so we're gonna make that really strong effect be really good for this class which they did and then they screwed up this tier in fact um yep oh god what's the trinket what is the trinket called what is it? It's it's the one that Rhett was using with Crusade, and then they nerfed the hell out of it for Rhett specific, specifically and specifically only Rhett. Rhett, specifically for Rhett. Oh I can't god, what it's the called, name though. is just out of my head. But that's that's an example of something that for one class it's an under budgeted trinket, but for another class it's an over budgeted trinket. So it's it's just the develop it's it's really deep into the developmental side, and it's really interesting. It's something I really enjoy reading about and doing research on it's the main reason that you see tier gear not having the best stats on it but it has those set bonuses that's the main reason that you see those really terribly budgeted items yeah it's why you know you'll see a you'll see a uh like versatility mastery on like a ret piece or something and you know those are kind of like bottom tier and second to last tier for red. The good um, thing is about some classes is that some classes just work with any stat. There are one or two classes out there that work with any stat. It's very rare, but it does happen. So there's nothing you you cannot equip bad things. Yep. Um, Danger Demon Hunter being one of them. Yeah, I hate you. It's okay. So right now They've done some really interesting stuff with how tier works. Um, tier, for those of you who have played any point in the past, um, tier used to be this you know thing that you went in, you got it, you got uh, it. It dropped off the boss before personal loot, before all that junk. It dropped off the boss, and you were like, "Oh, we don't have any druids in the raid." Oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. Go back to vanilla where it was paladins on the alliance, shamans on the horde. Oh yeah, and they were getting paladin and shaman, gear on horde. Paladin gear was getting the was on the horde, and all the pal, all the shamans were pissed off because that should have been their gear. It should have been their gear. The yeah. So it used to be the gear dropped, and the thing is, is that like way back in the day, there was really only one one tier set per class, and it was mm-hmm. for it. it covered the most popular spec in it so warrior tier was basically tanking oriented uh paladin tier was healing oriented shaman tier was healing oriented um they then they did not change that until wrath burning crusade burning crusade did have the multi-spec okay burning crusade had multi-spec i think it was midway through 
Okay, yeah, yeah, because the first, the first, no, no, actually, Karazhan had it. Karazhan had all the pieces dropping. So yeah, yeah, no. So that that's something they changed in BC, um, for the better. Um, it really sucks for them because they now have to design. You know, the, these days, what it's thirty two specs. No, there's more than thirty two, isn't there? What twelve? Twelve times plus? four. Four. Let's say fifty. Let's say fifty. Let's just throw a random round number out. Round, forty. Round. Yeah. So there's forty to fifty specs in the game right now. They have to design attractive tier bonuses for every single spec. Because so every single spec is viable. Every single spec. Well, that that's their goal is that every single spec is viable. Um, but yeah, and it's it's a pain in the ass for them. So people wonder why. Well, why is my tier piece underwhelming? Why is my set bonus underwhelming? Well, it's because some poor bastard in California has to spend, you know, 163 hours just writing uh, set bonuses out. And that's it. Uh, it's That's another thing you'll notice. If the, set, if the set bonus is bad, the stat weights are really good. Mm-hmm. It balances out. They, they try to balance it out as best they can. Um, paladins in the past have constantly been complaining about that because, you know, we constantly got bad set bonuses, but we got great stats on it. So, um, regrettably, though, great stats are only going to get you so far versus a set bonus because a set bonus, uh, it's a huge increase to throughput or defensive uh, effects. It's a huge throughput increase. Uh, generally, generally, a well done set bonus is a huge throughput increase. So, uh, it's always better to have a good uh, set bonus than it is to have a strong amount of stats, in my opinion. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Gav, when did they switch it so that it's just a piece of gear that drops versus uh, I used to get these token thingies when I go back to old raids that I'd have to turn in for a set piece, right? Uh, oh, that still happens. It still happens, but it's a little different. It used to be you would get it, you would receive a. Well, it started in Wrath, where they would give you the marks of sanctification, uh, which was well, sanct marks of sanctification was Paladin, I think, right? Yeah, pa- sanctification. Sanctification's Paladin. Pa- Paladin. Or was sanctification's it Paladin Priest. I want to say Warlock. Yeah. Um, it used to be multiple classes would share a token. You would receive a tier token from a boss that you would then take to a vendor specific to you or specific to the raid and trade that in for a piece of gear. You were able to select which gear piece of gear you wanted, so it wasn't that bad. Um, so it, w- it, it was their way of getting around the system where it would just drop tier uh, just randomly. And Karazhan, no, actually BC had that too. BC had that too, where you would get the the token yeah. and you would go and turn it in. You get the token and turn it in there. Yeah, that's right. So it was BC that did that also. Um, that was their way of getting around, you know, having gear drop that you don't need for your raid. Like, you know, you, you may not have a rogue or a mage in your 10-man group, but, you know, you, you can still give that to the other classes that are on that token. Um... Was it actually changed Warlords? In Warlords. Yeah, I changed okay. in Warlords. Um, so when Warlords came out, it went from that system to if you were using personal loot, the item would just go into your bag. If you if you won the roll just baseline for normal personal loot, the item would go into your bag. And it would be 
the spec you're in. But if you swapped spec, it would swap with you. So if you're a resto shaman and you killed the boss on resto, you got your tear shoulders. When you swap back to enhancement layer to do some quests, they would go to enhancement with you. Which um, is massive, massive, yeah, huge. BC rating in BC rating in BC. Uh, I was holy shadow and disc. I played holy shadow and disc because disc was better than holy on a couple of fights, and I I preferred playing shadow. I had full Black Temple tier for all three specs at one point. Uh, or mostly full Black Temple tier for all three specs. That's and relatively painful. It is relatively painful. We, I had so much crap. Because that was, was that a six or was that an eight piece? Six. It was six. It used to be eight, then it scaled down to six, then it went to five in Wrath. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had, you know, six, uh, 18 pieces of gear at the maximum. And that was just the tier pieces. That's not even including, you know, the the side pieces Weapons, that are worth the trinkets, the rings that are necessary neck. for each of the specs. Because, hey, my holy spec has a different stat weight than my shadow spec. And my discipline spec has a completely separate uh, stuff from everything else. So it was very very confusing and that it, it seems like that's a huge bonus to me as somebody who is habitually low on bag space and bank space uh well, that now that it changes over but as a point the tokens still exist if you're playing if you're using master loot in a raid the token drops and it's still the same classes so it's for for the sanctification it's war uh, sh- uh druid none of the Dragon, it's priests, paladin, warlocks, and demon hunters. They're all in the sanctification one. Um, so if that drops and you use a master loot, you pass it to someone uh, who uses that item, and they can just click it, use it, pop, and the spec items right there. They don't have to go to a vendor anymore. And again, it swaps depending on your spec still. And that's the system that they've continued over in uh, Legion. Uh, which is, but you mentioned just clicking it, and that's, oh my god, not having to track down the vendor is so nice. So yeah, that's a system that they that they brought in with the Timeless Isle back in Pandaria for the items that dropped in the Timeless Isle, uh, which was the catch-up mechanic back then. You just killed a rare, an item dropped, you clicked it, you had the item. And they th- added that to set bonuses. And, and that's going to be familiar to anybody who's played who played in Wrath or Warlords, because, you know, Wrath, you had your Timeless pieces, I'm uh, sorry, Wrath, uh, Mists. Yeah, the timeless pieces that drop those were the tokens you could get that would create a spec-specific piece of the loot. Uh, and, and the baleful pieces. Yeah, you have the yeah. baleful pieces in Tanan. Um, which, you know, it, it's great for getting somebody fresh up. Or, it's a really good little catch-up mechanic. Yeah, it, because they were account-wide. You yeah, could transfer were, them to all your tunes. And that, that was fantastic. You know, you just transferred it off. And great, amazing. Um, regrettably, all that gear went to hell in a handbasket when uh, Legion Invasion event started because, ha all those chests are, uh, yeah, amazing. I loved oh, Legion. Yeah. I love the Legion gear. It was fantastic. I still we cannot go. We, we cannot go a single episode without praising the Legion Invasion, can we? Yeah, no, we really can't. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, in seven point two, we have Legion Invasion all over again. So that's going to be so fantastic. To I am back. To, you and I both are super excited about that. Um, so, Kevin, did you have any other sort of like questions relating to tier specifically, or just like itemization in general? So tier is specific to gear that you get from a raid, correct? 
there's yes. a, there's other set pieces that exist. I'm assuming that's not called tier gear, even though it has a set bonus. So there used to be, back in the day, there was something called the dungeon sets. Dungeon set 1 and 2, which you got from... 1.5. Uh, 1 and 1.5. 1 and 1.5, yep. And you got them from, I want to say, Stratholm, and I can't remember what the other one was. I want to say it was Skolo or something like that. It, 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 dropped, it, it dropped in various locations. Yeah. So it was like... And they were essentially your leg into raiding once you got them you kind of stepped look, looked at the step into actual molten core and actually start raiding you but were you geared enough had, to move on yeah um they don't really exist anymore they haven't for a very long time there are still set pieces like you've got the set ring set ring and i can't remember what the other item is from the neck the ring of the neck then the ring, the of, ring the tr- of the neck and then it's like the neck and the trinket i think there's two separate Arcway. sets they're from Arcway, aren't they? Uh, Arcway and Court of Stars. Yeah, there's two separate yes. sets. And there's mm-hmm. one from Kara, too. Or there's a two-piece in Karazhan. Yeah, there is the two-piece yeah. from Karazhan also, yeah. Those aren't those aren't counted as tier sets. They're just set items. They're just sets, yeah. So it's like how you were talking about Diablo 3. This is just like just a set. It's like Litany of the Undaunted or like the ring sets or the weapon sets. Yeah, so that's exactly, so that's exactly what they are. They're like the ring and weapon sets from Diablo. And then you've got the actual set items that's like chest, helm, gloves. Those are your tier sets. Okay. Uh, did you like any other questions about like itemization? Because I know this is like a really deep topic. It's not something. It's something that you've been researching, and it's something that you've been trying to get a little bit more familiar with. Um, you have two people yeah. who have way too much time on their hands. Yes. I think the the <laughs> thing that I'm kind of looking at now is you know certain items that i've gotten are really high item level but they don't have great secondary stats so i'm looking for a way to figure out where can i get gloves that have like you know a crit slash mastery secondary combo on it so the best way to find that would be look at the adventure journal adventure journal and also like how big of a gap are we talking about between eye levels uh, like 15 uh equip the equip the 15 Equip the fifteen. Yeah, just equip the fifteen. So I'm I'm trying to look for a rule of thumb actually. So if I have something where I'm going to gain two hundred intellect, is that better than having my secondary stats, or should I keep an item that has good secondary stats? Look for like t- somewhere between ten and twenty. Like so, if if you pick up an eight eight fifty five piece, or you have an eight fifty five piece equipped, but it's got perfect stats for you. And you get like an 865. You know, honestly, the stats aren't great. The stats, the stats aren't great. It's just like the raw throughput increase is going to be as equivalent to having the bonus stats. So essentially, your eye level will go up and it'll be easier to get into things, and your healing won't change really. Well, it's it's also he does he does he will gain some throughput. I mean, just because it doesn't have his perfect stats doesn't mean it's not going to increase his healing. Doesn't mean it's going to decrease it though either. Either correct, yes. Um, so it's a rule of thumb I like to look at is if it's between ten and twenty item level higher. Anything over tw- anything twenty or higher, I always equip no matter what, regardless. Um, but. 15 you know is kind of a break point you know if it's 15 item level and it's just like you're looking at it and it's like oh i'm gonna lose like five percent haste doing this eh, 
that that's a choice you have to make at that point or five yeah. percent crit or whatever um the general rule of thumb is you know 15 item level that's what i like to see um with the secondary ch- stat changes that they did in seven seven one five, they're looking to move you away from looking at just your secondary stats and looking more at right. Okay, this has got some decent stats, but it's also a fifteen eye level upgrade, and no, that's, that's what they want you to think about rather than just my secondary stats are the most important thing. Yes, up until seven one five, that was the case. I had an item that was. 8, 8.30 because it had the best stats on it for me compared to upgrades that were like 8.60, 8.70 just because the stats actually made me lose survivability. And that, that that's another thing. It's like, um, you know, you're, you, you have an 8.50 piece right now and you equip the 8.65 and all of a sudden the 8.65 is, you know, you're looking at another... 10 to 15k health you know that's going to help you survive a little bit better um you know if you're you know that's going to just help you in general um int in int uh, int does increase your uh, mana per five right now right if i remember correctly when they condensed all the spirit and everything together Mm, no i think it's i think it's more stamina right MP5, I think, is just baseline now for your level. It's all completely baseline versus level. Okay, it's been a while since I've done anything that related to mana. So, um, regardless, still just look at something that's going to have a higher base eye level. Unless it's something, some amazing trinket proc you have or something. In which case, I hope you have fun running that dungeon a million times for Titan Forging. Yeah, it's. Yeah, my friend Ben's doing that for Horn of Valor. Trying to tighten forge that. Oh, uh, good luck with that. I've tried that I really know. hard. I have tried that one real hard and it is not working. I'm saying well, guess who the fuck's having a tank for him? Yeah. You have to, you poor son of a bitch. Um yeah. it's just like um faulty countermeasure. Faulty countermeasure is still one of the best in slot trinkets for rep paladins, and that means you have to run Vault of the Wardens all day. Yay. Oh, you poor son of a bitch. Yeah, that's why I don't. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that's why I don't. Um, I I really don't like Vault of the Wardens. I really don't. Well, Ever ins- since Kevin fucked us at BlizzCon because of Vault of the Wardens, I... No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think the best thing to do in that scenario is just do a higher Mythic Plus and get a better chance to get a higher item level gear instead of doing it on a low level a bunch of times trying to get it to be Titan Forged. Oh. Yeah, but if you do if you do Mythic Plus, you just you're not guaranteeing that you're going to get that item. If you're targeting Mythic a specific pl- boss. No, but Mythic Plus, you don't get the gear until the very end. And you get gear from the entire dungeon, not just a specific boss. There, okay, so it's a lower chance to drop that item. Yes, significantly lower. Uh, the best way to do it is to just run low-level keys if you really want to. It's like low-level keys is one of the best ways to do it, but at the same time, it's just like, or you can just keep grinding away at it on the lowest possible everything and just keep grinding away for the Titan Forging. and oh my god, I'm going to shoot myself in the head at some point. Um... That's a terrible, terrible thing. I hate Vault of the Warden so much. Um, I actually really don't like the Titan Forge system because I, it caused this. Yeah, it causes this. That's and and they've talked specifically about how they want to move the system away from the Titan Forging and you know actually keep people in the current 
content, which is sad because the way they the way they spoke about the mythic and the mythic plus system was that they wanted it to be evergreen content. And regrettably it is. But what you guys are talking about is is encouraging going back to lower level, you know, dungeons and doing them and helping people who are doing alts or helping people who don't do mythic, you know, plus 17 or whatever. But you need to remember that mythic pluses and heroics baseline and seven, two are getting brought up to current content. They are getting their, difficulty and rewards scaled up to keep them as current content which is it's a it's a band-aid it's a fucking band-aid and people will still do what exactly what you're saying where they're running the lowest level mythic so that they can get a specific piece of gear and pray and cross their fingers that it's going to titan forge yep should we be encouraging that behavior or should we be having people actually push in you know deeper or higher level mythic plus dungeons personally it's personally encourage higher go Go higher higher. but the thing is that the system that they have in place right now encourages taking the path of least resistance that's why you have people that are doing you know nine nine ten twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen hours a week of just maw of souls you know (laughs) yeah all right, it's the just Blizzard has the systems, and I've complained about the systems in previous podcasts, previous episodes. I've complained about how they've implemented the systems for this one. They've done a fantastic job across the board. I've, I've been happy with how everything has gone. It's just I feel like some of the systems that they've put into place were not were half baked. Yeah. Well, they're stealing a lot more from Diablo these days and look at what it's doing to Diablo and look at what, you know, the primal ancient system coming in is going to do. And I think that they should learn something and not do the same thing in World of Warcraft. But another big issue with the Titan forging is that it, it goes more into an, one of the biggest issues that they've had since Wrath of Lich King and Heroic Raiding came out, stat inflation. It just ups stat inflation even more, and we're already getting to the point where my demon hunter has 5.2 million health, unbuffed. Now, and then that—that's another thing is that you uh, you look back at um, oh god, um, my head is just my head is just gone right there. Uh, no, mythic Gul'dan. I just mentioned mythic Gul'dan a little while ago. It's basically tuned for a 54 a maxed out weapon it's it's that's the inflationary shit right there and it's just it's yep. very frustrating very very frustrating the whole thing um you and i could probably sit here and talk about that for hours um, probably we should do it one we should do an episode about stat inflation one day definitely definitely stat inflation at one point um so right. we have sat here and rambled for a good 25 minutes now we're gonna go ahead and uh move on uh just to keep our blood pressure down um so don't do that the irregular column we do every so often where we talk about things we don't want you to do in the world of warcraft kevin do you have anything to talk about today yeah i have some beefs uh i think if you play world of warcraft enough you'll see some odd behavior and um things that kind of bug you about it so uh yesterday as i was eating some food while i was playing games i decided to just sit back and watch trade chat for a little bit and dumbass. You a lot of dumbass. about You're trade chat boy. dumbass i know i know so you know i'm a noob and i'm curious and i hear people complaining about trade chat so i sat down and watched it for a while 
And, you know, the first, one of the first things that I see is someone who puts a space and then slash R and says, all semen is animal semen. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And, and he's like, oops, sorry, mistell. And I'm like, well, did he do that on purpose? And then, I was on purpose. No, yes. Yeah, no probably. shit. It was on purpose. That was on purpose. hundred percent. You haven't even seen the anal thunder fury, blessed blade of the one seeker. Oh God. No. Oh, do you remember what was it? What was it? Wrath where they had that dagger. That, anal that, Shev. No, 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 no. There was, there was, there was a, there was a dagger like in Wrath or BC and it was N-I-C-K-E-R. It was the uh, N-I-C-K-E-R. Yeah. Yeah. But let's move on. Let's just say this. Trade chat, <laughs> just turn it off. You'll probably be a lot happier. I mean, I... No, don't turn yeah. it off because you do get stopped. You do get people in perfect... Like they're actually using it for what it is as a trade window. So people do use it. So don't turn it off. Just try and block out the idiots. Yeah, Good I mean, luck. I try, I try to right click and um, report them as much as possible, uh, because that's that's what I like doing. I like reporting people. I don't know why. You like so, to feel important. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I just don't want idiots playing World of Warcraft. You know, I um, think most of those idiots have been playing longer than you have, regrettably. I was gonna say. Well, it doesn't mean that they're not at, idiots. Look at all me right. And Chris, so really anyway, valid point. Valid point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go all ahead. All right. So moving on. Second thing was the Kara uh, run that I joined. It was due to the fact that the healer decided, you know, F this and left the game or left the uh, raid or dungeon halfway through. And I started off at curator. And, you know, I, I think I think that leaving a group needs to be considered. I think especially in a run like Kara where, you know, you're looking at maybe an hour or two or three hour time investment, uh, depending on how good the group is. You have to really, you know, weigh your options and and figure that out in the beginning and not halfway through, right? Mm-hmm. I know I know it's going to be split into two different runs. That's not the point. I think the point is, is that if you invest an hour into a, a you know group and you decide to leave, it's I don't know. I just don't don't think that that's good behavior. You can probably tell after the first boss if people are not pulling their weight and decide to leave then instead of you know putting an hour into it and then being leaving it and you know, leaving for some poor schmuck like me who joins it, and now I only have killed half the bosses for this week. So, this is uh, why I don't pug Karazhan. Well, this is that's that that that's an issue that stems back even further to when they added in LFD and LFG and LFR and all the cross realm stuff. It, it killed server identity and yep. the server community because the thing is, is that the server community used to be self regulating. There you, was, if there you was blacklists up, on the forums for people who did stuff like that. There used yeah, to be you, actual server forums with blacklists and people's names on people for people who did that. Yeah, and it, 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 you you knew after you did after you did your like twentieth Uber's run, you knew oh well, chuckle fuck over here is absolutely worthless. He doesn't he can't kite Dracosath. He's a hunter, but he can't kite Dracosath for some reason. I would so, report Chucklefuck's name, by the way. I would report Chucklefuck's <laughs> name too. Also, I would too. Also, yeah, um, me too. Um, but you know, it, it's like he's playing a hunter, and you know, he's got all the right everything. But it's like he can't kite Dracosath, which you know, it's a necessary. You know that that back then that was a necessary mechanic. It was kiting Dracosath and made the fight a lot easier. Um, so you go, oh well, I'm not taking him. I'm not going to take him as at least at least I'm not taking him as my only hunter for this. You know, ten man Ubers. Um, So 
so yeah, it, it, the death of server community and server identity, you know, really plays into that. All right. And the last item that I have was um, on the raid. So we were doing a raid on Thursday night. Uh, we had nine people. We needed 10 people. I still don't understand the limits on raids. So I, I don't even want to get into that. But um, we were one person shy of being able to do the raid. Okay. And through one of the people's mics, um, I heard another raid member because there's a couple that, you know, live together and they both raid in our guild. And the other person is saying, you know, things that uh, make you understand that they're playing Overwatch. Okay. Okay. Are you so, in a mythic raiding guild? No. Then doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. People are people are allowed to not raid if they want to. I had a night off on Thursday because I'm not in a mythic raiding guild. You, the whole point of being in a casual group is that you can raid when and when and you when when you want to and not raid when you don't want to. If unless you're in a mythic raiding guild, you cannot blame people for not wanting to raid under i understand that okay but when we are a person shy and we are in danger of you know wasting a raid night because we can't get 10 people okay. in and that person is playing overwatch on another pc fuck that person okay oh yeah like luckily somebody I, logged on my, my guild was raiding on thursday i didn't raid i played overwatch they pugged the person to fill me in because that's what you do in a casual non-mythic raiding guild. If you're short a person, you pug. Well, our our guild is very touchy about pugging, and you know that's your guild, that's your officers and your guild leaders. I that's know, your... I know. Well, I think if yeah, if we run into more situations like this, and our our guild leader did set up a system now called Mercenary, where you know people can you know, technically like be on a wait list basically and they can join. So I had Al sign up for the wait list for us so that um he could jump in if we are ever short a person. Which is it's just fine. Yeah. I mean if if you prefer to go with like a like a friends or a or a known good list, that's fine. Um it's just like yeah. Um no. Um yeah, it's it's you're you're not in a hardcore guild. You're not I, I did the hardcore thing for a long time. I, I I would come home from work and that would be all I would do after I got home from work. And no, now I come home when when I raided the last time. It was I came in and I was just like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. I'm going to go play some Starcraft. And I was just like, OK, guys, I'm going to go play Starcraft. Bye. One of our warriors who left us to go and play in a, to join a mythic guild, he would come for like maybe out of a month. We would say maybe have eight raid nights. He showed up for maybe five of them. He missed one raid night in his mythic guild and got kicked. Yep. That's what happens in a mythic guild. In a casual friendly friends and family guild, if you don't want to raid, you want to play Overwatch, play some fucking Overwatch. No one cares. If you have the mentality of if you're in a guild and you're there, you should be raiding, you shouldn't be in a casual raiding guild because that's not the mentality to have. Nope. All right. I this understand. is the attack. I, this is this is the attack Kevin segment, by the way, guys. I'm sorry, but that I'm sorry, but that's a pet peeve of mine because it's I I've done the mythic rating. I understand people getting kicked because they don't show up because that's what mythic rating is. I don't do mythic rating to avoid that shit, hmm. and I don't like people who have that attitude of 
if you don't show up, you're a dick. No, that's not the attitude to have in a casual guild. All 100% right. that's not right. We need to take a nice, deep, even breath, because we are oh, running geez. on time. We are on time at the moment, folks. So, uh, final thoughts for the day. Uh, Kevin. Nothing. Nothing. I'm sorry, Kevin. Well, Chris, this this issue that I'm talking about was an extenuating circumstance. There is a person who is available, and they can, you know, join us to round out our ten. Granted, we got but someone else. They don't else, want to, but they don't want to. Which I is understand. their right. It's their fifteen dollars a month. Hey, that's I'm um, I'm glad, but Chris, still, hey, I have Chris, the right to say thoughts. fuck that person. Chris, final thoughts today. Don't be a dick. I'll be a dick. Gavril, final thoughts. I am one with the iris. Um, on that note, and that, that hostility, we're going to go ahead and end the show today. Uh, that's our show for the week. Uh, to talk to us during the week, you can always find us on Twitter. Uh, the show is at AzerothCTC. Kevin over there uh, is going to be at SwingCat with a K. Mr. Chris is going to be at Akari underscore Mag. And I, of course, your intrepid voice of reason, is going to be at Gavril with two eyes. G-A-V R-I-I-L underscore E-T. You can find us in-game. They're going to be on the Dollaran server. The chat channel is going to be A-C-T-C. Uh, you can always email the show at, at, at uh, AzerothCTC at gmail.com. We'd love to hear a review from you or just some constructive criticism or if you want to tell me to go to hell. Uh, shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, any of those platforms. Uh, on that note, folks, you all have an absolutely wonderful day. I'm going to go make sure these two go get off to marriage counseling. Bye. We need it.